section twelve of english literature by william j long this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter six continued part three the first english dramatists the origin of the drama first the deed then the story then the play that seems to be the natural development of the drama in its simplest form the great deeds of the people are treasured in its literature and later generations represent in play or pantomime certain parts of the story which appeal most powerfully to the imagination among primitive races the deeds of their gods and heroes are often represented at the yearly festivals and among children whose instincts are not yet blunted by artificial habits one sees the story that was heard at bedtime repeated next day in vigorous action when our boys turn scouts and our girls princesses precisely as our first dramatists turned to the old legends and heroes of britain for their first stage productions to act a part seems as natural to humanity as to tell a story and originally the drama is but an old story retold to the eye a story put into action by living performers who for the moment make believe or imagine themselves to be the old heroes to illustrate the matter simply there was a great life lived by him who was called the christ inevitably the life found its way into literature and we have the gospels around the life and literature sprang up a great religion its worship was at first simple the common prayer the evening meal together the remembered words of the master and the closing hymn gradually a ritual was established which grew more elaborate and impressive as the centuries went by scenes from the master's life began to be represented in the churches especially at christmas time when the story of christ's birth was made more effective to the eyes of a people who could not read by a babe in a manger surrounded by magi and shepherds with a choir of angels chanting the gloria in excelsis Note, the most dramatic part of the early ritual centered about christ's death and resurrection on good fridays and easter days an exquisite account of this most impressive service is preserved in st ethelwold's latin manual of church services written about nine sixty five the latin and english versions are found in chambers medieval stage volume two for a brief interesting description see gayly plays of our forefathers End of note other impressive scenes from the gospel followed then the old testament was called upon until a complete cycle of plays from the creation to the final judgment was established and we have the mysteries and miracle plays of the middle ages out of these came directly the drama of the elizabethan age periods in the development of the drama one the religious period in europe as in greece the drama had a distinctly religious origin note how much we are indebted to the norman love of pageantry for the development of the drama in england is an unanswered question 
during the middle ages it was customary in welcoming a monarch or in celebrating a royal wedding to represent allegorical and mythological scenes like the combat of st george and the dragon for instance on a stage constructed for the purpose these pageants were popular all over europe and developed during the renaissance into the dramatic form known as the mask though the drama was of religious origin we must not overlook these secular pageants as an important factor in the development of dramatic art End of note. the first characters were drawn from the new testament and the object of the first plays was to make the church service more impressive or to emphasize moral lessons by showing the reward of the good and the punishment of the evildoer in the latter days of the roman empire the church found the stage possessed by frightful plays which debased the morals of a people already fallen too low reform seemed impossible the corrupt drama was driven from the stage and plays of every kind were forbidden but mankind loves a spectacle and soon the church itself provided a substitute for the forbidden plays in the famous mysteries and miracles miracle and mystery plays in france the name miracle was given to any play representing the lives of the saints while the mystere represented scenes from the life of christ or stories from the old testament associated with the coming of messiah in england this distinction was almost unknown the name miracle was used indiscriminately for all plays having their origin in the bible or in the lives of the saints and the name mystery to distinguish a certain class of play was not used until long after the religious drama had passed away the earliest miracle of which we have any record in england is ludus de sancta catarina which was performed in dunstable about the year eleven ten note miracles were acted on the continent earlier than this the normans undoubtedly brought religious plays with them but it is probable that they began in england before the conquest ten sixty six see manly specimens of the pre-shakespearean drama End of note it is not known who wrote the original play of st catherine but our first version was prepared by geoffrey of st albans a french school-teacher of dunstable whether or not the play was given in english is not known but it was customary in the earliest plays for the chief actors to speak in latin or french to show their importance while minor or comic parts of the same play were given in english for four centuries after this first recorded play the miracles increased steadily in number and popularity in england they were given first very simply and impressively in the churches then as the actors increased in number and the plays in liveliness they overflowed to the churchyards but when fun and hilarity began to predominate even in the most sacred representations the scandalized priests forbade plays altogether on church grounds 
by the year thirteen hundred the miracles were out of ecclesiastical hands and adopted eagerly by the town guilds and in the following two centuries we find the church preaching against the abuse of the religious drama which it had itself introduced and which at first had served a purely religious purpose note see jusserand a literary history of the english people for our earliest plays and their authors see gaily plays of our forefathers End of note. by this time the miracles had taken strong hold upon the english people and they continued to be immensely popular until in the sixteenth century they were replaced by the elizabethan drama cycles of plays the early miracle plays of england were divided into two classes the first given at christmas included all plays connected with the birth of christ the second at easter included the plays relating to his death and triumph by the beginning of the fourteenth century all these plays were in various localities united in single cycles beginning with the creation and ending with the final judgment the complete cycle was presented every spring beginning on corpus christi day and as the presentation of so many plays meant a continuous outdoor festival of a week or more this day was looked forward to as the happiest of the whole year probably every important town in england had its own cycle of plays for its own guild to perform but nearly all have been lost at the present day only four cycles exist except in the most fragmentary condition and these though they furnish an interesting commentary on the times add very little to our literature the four cycles are the chester and york plays so called from the towns in which they were given the townley or wakefield plays named for the townley family which for a long time owned the manuscript and the coventry plays which on doubtful evidence have been associated with the grey friars franciscans of coventry the chester cycle has twenty-five plays the wakefield thirty the coventry forty-two and the york forty-eight it is impossible to fix either the date or the authorship of any of these plays we only know certainly that they were in great favor from the twelfth to the sixteenth century the york plays are generally considered to be the best but those of wakefield show more humor and variety and better workmanship the former cycle especially shows a certain unity resulting from its aim to represent the whole of man's life from birth to death the same thing is noticeable in cursor mundi which with the york and wakefield cycles belongs to the fourteenth century the stage and the actors at first the actors as well as the authors of the miracles were the priests and their chosen assistants later when the town guilds took up the plays and each guild became responsible for one or more of the series the actors were carefully selected and trained by four o'clock on the morning of corpus christi all the players had to be in their places in the movable theatres which were scattered throughout the town in the squares and open places each of these theatres consisted of a two-story platform set on wheels the lower story was a dressing-room for the actors the upper story was the stage proper and was reached by a trap-door from below when the play was over the platform was dragged away and the next play in the cycle took its place 
so in a single square several plays would be presented in rapid sequence to the same audience meanwhile the first play moved on to another square where another audience was waiting to hear it though the plays were distinctly religious in character there is hardly one without its humorous element in the play of noah for instance noah's shrewish wife makes fun for the audience by wrangling with her husband in the crucifixion play herod is a prankish kind of tyrant who leaves the stage to rant among the audience so that to out herod herod became a common proverb in all the plays the devil is a favorite character and the butt of every joke he also leaves the stage to play pranks or frighten the wondering children on the side of the stage was often seen a huge dragon's head with gaping red jaws belching forth fire and smoke out of which poured a tumultuous troop of devils with clubs and pitchforks and gridirons to punish the wicked characters and to drag them away at last howling and shrieking into hell-mouth as the dragon's head was called so the fear of hell was ingrained into an ignorant people for four centuries alternating with these horrors were bits of rough horseplay and domestic scenes of peace and kindliness representing the life of the english fields and homes with these were songs and carols like that of the nativity for instance as i out rode this endless last night of three jolly shepherds i saw a sight and all about their fold a star shone bright they sang terli terlo so merrily the shepherds their pipes can blow down from heaven from heaven so high of angels there came a great company with mirth and joy and great solemnity they sang terli terlo so merrily the shepherds their pipes can blow such songs were taken home by the audience and sung for a season as a popular tune is now caught from the stage and sung on the streets and at times the whole audience would very likely join in the chorus after these plays were written according to the general outline of the bible stories no change was tolerated the audience insisting like children at punch and judy upon seeing the same things year after year no originality in plot or treatment was possible therefore the only variety was in new songs and jokes and in the pranks of the devil childish as such plays seem to us they are part of the religious development of all uneducated people even now the persian play of the martyrdom of ali is celebrated yearly and the famous passion play a true miracle is given every ten years at oberammergau two the moral period of the drama note these three periods are not historically accurate the author uses them to emphasize three different views of our earliest plays rather than to suggest that there was any orderly or chronological development from miracle to morality and thence to the interludes the latter is a prevalent opinion but it seems hardly warranted by the facts thus though the miracles precede the moralities by two centuries the first known morality the play of the lord's prayer mentioned by wycliffe 
was given probably about thirteen seventy five some of the best-known moralities like pride of life precede many of the later york miracles and the term interlude which is often used as symbolical of the transition from the moral to the artistic period of the drama was occasionally used in england fourteenth century as synonymous with miracle and again sixteenth century as synonymous with comedy that the drama had these three stages seems reasonably certain but it is impossible to fix the limits of any one of them and all three are sometimes seen together in one of the later miracles of the wakefield cycle End of note the second or moral period of the drama is shown by the increasing prevalence of the morality plays in these the characters were allegorical personages life death repentance goodness love greed and other virtues and vices the moralities may be regarded therefore as the dramatic counterpart of the once popular allegorical poetry exemplified by the romance of the rose it did not occur to our first unknown dramatists to portray men and women as they are until they had first made characters of abstract human qualities nevertheless the morality marks a distinct advance over the miracle in that it gave free scope to the imagination for new plots and incidents in spain and portugal these plays under the name auto were wonderfully developed by the genius of calderon and gil vicente but in england the morality was a dreary kind of performance like the allegorical poetry which preceded it to enliven the audience the devil of the miracle plays was introduced and another lively personage called the vice was the predecessor of our modern clown and jester his business was to torment the virtues by mischievous pranks and especially to make the devil's life a burden by beating him with a bladder or a wooden sword at every opportunity the morality generally ended in the triumph of virtue the devil leaping into hell-mouth with vice on his back the best known of the moralities is every man which has recently been revived in england and america the subject of the play is the summoning of every man by death the moral is that nothing can take away the terror of the inevitable summons but an honest life and the comforts of religion in its dramatic unity it suggests the pure greek drama there is no change of time or scene and the stage is never empty from the beginning to the end of the performance other well-known moralities are the pride of life hiccups corner and castel of perseverance in the latter man is represented as shut up in a castle garrisoned by the virtues and besieged by the vices like the miracle plays most of the old moralities are of unknown date and origin of the known authors of moralities two of the best are john skelton who wrote magnificence and probably also the necromancer and sir david lindsay fourteen ninety to fifteen fifty five the poet of the scotch reformation whose religious business it was to make rulers uncomfortable by telling them unpleasant truths 
verse in the form of poetry with these men a new element enters into the moralities they satirize or denounce abuses of church and state and introduce living personages thinly disguised as allegories so that the stage first becomes a power in shaping events and correcting abuses the interludes it is impossible to draw any accurate line of distinction between the moralities and interludes in general we may think of the latter as dramatic scenes sometimes given by themselves usually with music and singing at banquets and entertainments where a little fun was wanted and again slipped into a miracle play to enliven the audience after a solemn scene thus on the margin of a page of one of the old chester plays we read the boy and pig when the kings are gone certainly this was no part of the original scene between herod and the three kings so also the quarrel between noah and his wife is probably a late addition to the old play the interludes originated undoubtedly in a sense of humor and to john haywood fourteen ninety seven question mark fifteen eighty question mark a favorite retainer and jester at the court of mary is due the credit for raising the interlude to the distinct dramatic form known as comedy haywood's interludes were written between fifteen twenty and fifteen forty his most famous is the four peas a contest of wit between a pardoner a palmer a peddler and a potecary the characters here strongly suggest those of chaucer note in fact haywood cribbed from chaucer's tales in another interlude called the pardoner and the frere End of note another interesting interlude is called the play of the weather in this jupiter and the gods assemble to listen to complaints about the weather and to reform abuses naturally everybody wants his own kind of weather the climax is reached by a boy who announces that a boy's pleasure consists in two things catching birds and throwing snowballs and begs for the weather to be such that he can always do both jupiter decides that he will do just as he pleases about the weather and everybody goes home satisfied all these early plays were written for the most part in a mingling of prose and wretched doggerel and add nothing to our literature their great work was to train actors to keep alive the dramatic spirit and to prepare the way for the true drama End of section twelve.